Welcome to Brad Speaks. Presenting the way to think about politics so you will know what to think. Now your host, Brad Job. What, what do you have there? You printed something out? My stack of stuff. I think what we ought to do is, because um, what really pisses me off right now, the Balenciaga, I'd never heard of Balenciaga before. The parent company is Gucci. They're the ones who put out this ad campaign advertising their high dollar exclusive luxury line of clothes that uh, that had the children. And when I say children, I'm not talking about 13, 12, 11 year old children, 17 year old children, 16 year old children. Like four, five-year-old children with bondage bears with dildos hanging off of them, uh, advertising their clothes. There's a little bit of kickback on that, which I'm I'm glad to see. But there's there's not the kickback that I want to see. But there is some. But the the bigger point of it, I th I think a lot of people are missing. It's not the, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. Go against Balenciaga. Balenciaga. Let's destroy them. I think they're using that as a. Um, uh, a, a whipping child to, to go after just to cover their ass on so many other things that that are going on right in front of your face if it took you to see a five-year-old holding a bear with bondage crap bdsm I, what is that bondage sadomasochism is that bdsm okay mm -hmm. all right all right so i figured that out if it took you <laughs> to see that ad and and that that line of ad that marketing the, the whole the whole system of marketing for them for this line of clothing to come to the conclusion that there are people out there that are after your children first of all i, I think you must have had your head buried in the sand and you may not or you may be uh, a, a part of the audience here but if it did take you to see that and then let me set the picture for you there's a little girl there's there's several pictures there's a little girl a little red-headed girl cute kids little a uh, brunette girl standing there, nice little cute girl clothes that that you would buy. They're, they're nice clothes. They're luxury clothes. They probably you know you hand them down for five generations because kids don't wear clothes that long. But they're holding these little bears that are strapped on with all this crap uh, for the BDSM. We've made that clear. And in front of them are all this bondage equipment. And the ones. I saw the the in the the articles that I read on the internet actually blurred the kids' faces out of. And one was CNN, which took me by particular surprise because CNN's not going to blur something out unless they not because they think it's wrong, but because they think their viewership won't like it. And if because the editorial community at CNN doesn't really give a damn about anything as far as that go, they would promote this. And without the opposition from the, some of the celebrities that were involved in this, uh, Angelina Jolie was one. There was a couple other big ones who have been silent and are now starting to come out and say, yeah, this is crazy just because of the public backlash. The point I think people are missing about that is it's popular now. It's kind of like with the Ukraine thing. Everybody put the Ukraine flag on their Facebook. Ukraine, Ukraine. This this is a popular backlash within the American public, uh, the consumer of news uh, via mainly mass media, Facebook, Twitter types, and and they're finding it not popular. But if 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 it took you to see that to understand that the left, not liberals, the left 
are after our children. These hedonists, these debaucherous, absolute godless people are after our children. I really don't think, I, I'm not going to believe you. It would, it, it, somebody with intelligence as a consumer of news on even a, a, a small scale has already known this. But it wasn't popular because they're like, oh, but it's just, you know, we're just putting books about gay people and, and pedophilia in, 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 the, uh, in, in our, our, uh, our elementary schools. Not middle schools, not high schools. It, 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 and it goes with the grooming controversy. That's been a word that should be anathema for anyone to be called a groomer. But now what does the left do with everything? They make it right. They take right and make it wrong. And they take wrong and make it right. The grooming controversy. You, you can't say groomers. You can't say groomers. You can look up and find 5,000 articles right now on anti-grooming um, conservative don't use the word groomer you can't use the word groomer that means you're anti-lbgpq ampersand explanation point hashtag hashtag you can't make fun of those people because calling them groomers and it's been a thing it's a it's a literal thing you can't call people groomers well because 10 years ago if you were a groomer that means you were grooming children you're grooming children, you're raising them, you're giving them gifts, you're making it everything nice and cool, and you're reading books to them so you can abuse them, defile them, and turn them into your way of thinking, even though they've been abused, but when they get older, they, re they, they think, after the abuse and the grooming, that maybe everything was okay. Let's say you take 5% of the kids that make it out of the grooming that end up with the ideology, which these people are ideologues, that that conforms to the groomer's ideology. So now you've got 5% of the kids. So you take 100 kids, you got five of them that make it out, and they think now that, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm bisexual. I'm, my God, there's like 64 genders now that they teach kids that that's what they are. So they come out, now that you got 5% of kids that wouldn't have been 5% of the kids that now grow up because they've been abused by their groomers, now they are the purveyors of this debauchery. Now they're grooming. Now they're There right. you go. Now they're the groomers. You've got a little minority. Yes, it is a minority. The gays against groomers. It's a group. Gays against the groomers. I'm going to make a prediction to you. This is a group. It's a group of homosexuals, mostly men, who have they have an organization or at least a website or Facebook page or something. They're called Gays Against Groomers. And they have come out against these ads by Balenciaga because they are against grooming. They they, they don't they don't want to perpetuate they, they don't want to push their 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 lifestyle on anybody else. I don't want to push my lifestyle on anybody else. Well, it's mainly they don't want to target children. They don't. That's, that's yeah. The there you go. That's the point. They're not going after kids. Groomers. They'll go after any. Yeah, yeah. You're good point. Yes, that's right. That's that's. They don't want to go after children. They are against going after children. They're they would let a kid grow up and be like, hey, I'm 17, 18, I'm gay. Like, okay, hey, come join us at the uh, the bathhouse in San Francisco. But they're not going to go after, they're not going to go to elementary school and force a four-year-old to read about gay sex. So that's, that is a great point. Why are they groomers? Why, why do they do? Why are they going after the kids? It's to literally, I know we're being redundant, to go after the kids to perpetuate their debauchery because they know if they go after the kids then then they have everybody and going after the kids doesn't just mean having a drag queen go to a library which i think is absolutely freaking sick and we've got a story about a school librarian who got a uh, 
uh, yeah, who, the, the, she's a gender queer, apparently she's straight, and, uh, she got the, uh, she got a, she, yeah, her name's Martha Hickson, she's the recipient of the American Library Association's 22 Lemony Snicket, who, I, I, I've read some Lemony Snicket books because my, my 19-year-old, when she was 12, I had a couple of them, and I didn't find anything wrong with them, I had to go back and look at it again, and I didn't see anything wrong with it, but the, the, uh, American Library Association's 2022 Lemony Snicket Prize for Nobel or Noble, which is a whole nother conversation if you talk about the uh, the White House press secretary today. Noble librarians faced with adversity in the National Coalition Against Censorship's Outstanding Librarian Award for her work defending the right to read. This is exactly what we already know about liberals. They change definitions. They take words and everybody knows if you change if you if you control the definitions of words, you control the language, you control the debate. Absolutely. We it, we conservatives as conservatives or as a libertarian, we are losing this battle. There's absolutely no way that you can say that the phrase "defending the right to read" should go to a librarian that's forcing children to read books that describe gay sex with among three year olds. But this is the 2002 Lemony Snicket Prize for noble librarians faced with adversity and she won the national coalition coalition censorship outstanding librarian award for her work defending the right to read so if you go up against her here's how liberals are going to put this if you go up against this woman say why the hell is this woman who's attacking our children going after our children with gusto if you say she couldn't she got the these awards She's defending the right to read. It says it right there in the award. Well, we all know what the Nobel Peace Prize means now. <laughs> Obama got it two weeks after he was president. They changed the meanings of words. They changed the meanings of phrases. They changed the meaning of everything. And increasingly, they're winning. Well, we have that obvious fact of the changing of the definitions. I mean, we can look at the changing of the definition of what a recession is just in recent news. Right. But the fact also... <laughs> To, to go back to this horrendous story that we've had to deal with over the past weekend, it's also a test. Think of a litmus test to see where we are as a population. Are we ready to embrace the debauchery on a scale where there is no backlash? And I'm not saying little backlash, a lot of backlash. I'm saying when there is no backlash, then imagine the full-scale onslaught against the children in the faces of parents and half the time the parents would be right along with them encouraging them to follow these footsteps down this debauchery path one thing i pointed out to my wife last night i don't know if you saw it or not uh disney recently had a christmas show and on the show, they jokingly said, oh, those little kids, they mistakenly got the letters wrong because the kids were holding these placards. Each one had a letter on its own. And it said, we love you, Satan. But they misspelled Santa is what Disney is trying to tell us. But here's the point that my wife and I came to, and that is, if a parent didn't know their child was watching this and they were under the assumption that Disney is all good and family friendly and so this kid watches it and maybe subconsciously the kid doesn't realize what he just or she just watched on that subconscious level we love Satan goes into the mind of that child and nothing's said about it 
nothing is deemed right, wrong, good, bad, or indifferent about it. But what happens is they have come to accept it on a subconscious level, whether they like it or not. And unless their parents are there to tell them otherwise, or grandparents or some significant other to say yes or no about it, then it's just going to be part of the accumulation of acceptance and what is accepted. And that's a side note against this, but the whole thing is it's a test to see where we are as a people, as a nation. And if we accept it, and if we don't say something about it, and when I say say something about it and accept it, stop buying the clothes, stop buying the perfume, stop buying whatever they sell. Turn Disney streaming off. Quit going to their parks. Uh, st- you know, stop. Well, I think Disney's. I think Disney's. They're gonna. They they for about half a second rethought all this crap after uh, uh, DeSantis went after him, and they realized that he was popular going after him. But now they're turning back. They're turning back the tables, and they're just doubling down on it. But you know, it's it's like you said. They they are. They're not going to stop. They 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 won't. They're relentless. Martha Hickson, that same lady. Uh, it, it, this is how they do it. This is how they work. That's how they define deviancy down. As a uh, uh, secretary of education once said. The protesters eventually, this is her talking, the protesters eventually filed formal challenges against my five books. Amid the controversy, some colleagues shunned me. Students who were allied with the protesters hid books about gender and sexuality. Hate mail arrived at my school. An email address. Hate mail. Hate mail arrived? Hate mail. That's a word that's been redefined as well that was a great one recession yeah we won't go into that yeah recessions was redefined from two quarters of uh (laughs) non-growth to to, we don't know because we didn't define it in the biden white house yes uh yeah but hate mail hate mail so now hate mail arrived at my school email address while trolls attacked me on social media the protesters even attempted to file criminal charges with local law enforcement. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if you brought that shit to my kid's school, if it was elementary school and they had that books in there, you wouldn't have to worry about having law enforcement. I'd walk in there right now with about five other kids. I, <clears throat> I promise you, if you had these books, if you had books in there called Long Boy, Gender Queer, All Boys Aren't Blue, Fun Home, and This Book is Gay. If that was in my elementary school kid's library i promise you i give you my honest word right now i'd do whatever i'd i'd I'd, if it if i had to go to jail and get arrested i'd do it but i wouldn't have to because what i would do if we live in collierville or and you live in just outside out just outside of collierville if those books were in elementary school in collierville tennessee they wouldn't be tomorrow it'd take about eight seconds for me to get six men including me to walk up in there and go get the books and walk out with them Drop them off, put them in a box. You can keep them outside the school. I'm not going to steal them, but I'm not going to they're gonna be in the library. And if my kid goes, I'd probably wait. You know, you have to figure out how you're going to do things, social, those those types of things. But I promise you, if those books were in there, uh, they wouldn't be there after I found out about it. And uh, the lady said, uh, she said, uh, yet I continued to plug away teaching information literally literacy classes creating programs and consulting with students until october of last year when i experienced what i know now was a stress induced collapse let's stop there a stress induced collapse i'm supposed to feel sorry for you because you're grooming my elementary school kids and uh, it, it, it because you had a stress induced collapse because somebody pushed back on you but what the left does is they they 
they say these things over and over again to where they make people who are a sound mind like we are. And this crazy ass woman who needs to be committed, she doesn't need to be walking around. This woman doesn't even, I don't want her in Kroger. I don't want her at Walmart. I don't want her at Walgreens. I don't want to see her at a restaurant. This woman needs to be committed. If, she's, if she thinks it's okay to put those books in an elementary school library, I think she needs to be removed from society. And we used to do that. Right. We used to do that. If you had somebody 50 years ago that said, I'm going to put a book in a library in an elementary school teaching three-year-olds how to give oral sex to each other, you're gonna, you'd you be put away. You would. I mean, you you, you got to be removed. You, or you, at least you sure as hell would lose your job. Right. And you'd have to go, you'd have to move to the other side of the country where nobody find you because they didn't have internet and nobody knew where you were and you can start your programming of children there again. When I saw my personal physician the next day, she ordered my removal from the workplace, prescribed anxiety medication, and referred me to a therapist. She didn't remove her from the workplace because she was crazy. She removed her from the workplace because she felt sorry for her because the, quote, attacks on her by logical people, normal people, and I say normal, absolutely. Normal people said, you can't put this crap in our elementary school. And so, see, her feelings were hurt so bad she couldn't be in the library anymore because that was her safe space. Yeah, that's what she got. She said, uh, uh, libraries used to be uh, uh, the safe space. We heard that term before? <laughs> Have we heard that term before? Can I get an amen? <laughs> a safe space. When did this crap come out? About six, seven years ago. Started in colleges. Right. Safe space for students. It started, you know when it started with me when I first heard about this? After 9-11, I was in college. I was a junior. 9-11 hit. And then everybody's like, hey, I think we might need to take a look at these Muslims. Take a look at who did this to us. Maybe in college, we might need to, if you're in, I was uh, in the, the political science department at the University of Memphis, we might need to take a relook at all this crap in our foreign policy decisions. But the safe spaces came when people were like, hey, we need my look at the Muslim aspect and what they're doing in our schools. Should we be afraid of these people? And then so the Muslims got the first safe spaces. And then it just grew and grew and grew. Now you have safe spaces for LGBTQ emperor stand, uh, hashtag, hashtag people, that, because they felt, unspa- they, they, they felt unsafe. But she, she said she continues to plug away teaching information literally, li- literacy classes, creating programs. What, when liberals talk, listen to them. When the woman says something, listen to what she has to say. When I say something, listen to me. When you say something, I'm listening to you. I think what a lot of people don't do is when they hear liberals say something, they just kind of skip over it and they're like, oh, you know, that's kind of weird. But then five years from now, when that liberal said something and it actually comes to fruition, they're like, oh my God. And everybody's like, I told you so. You called me a freak back then. So she continues creating programs. Teaching information literacy class. What the hell is an information literacy class? Have you ever heard that? Those words don't even go together. Information literacy. What, you're going to teach me about computers? No. You're going to teach you how to expletive deleted little boys. Right. That's what they mean. And so when she says she's going to continue teaching these classes, that's what she means. And this woman's going to continue it. She's going to go to her therapist. She's going to blame the parents, which she's already blamed the parents. But five years from now, when she is off the charts crazy, uh, like another story we're about to get to, uh, our little gender-bending associate secretary in the energy department who's like eighth in charge of controlling our nuclear waste 
and can't figure out what clothes to wear. So he goes to the airport and steals a lady who he thought was cute. Goes to the carousel when he gets off the airplane. Steals her bag because he wants to wear her clothes. This is in the Biden administration. He was welcomed with open arms. His words. By the energy secretary. Yeah, that, that guy is very... Did you hear about that, dude? Yeah, he, he's, he's been a, a sad... You know what Miss Martha Hickson's going to do? You know what? She, she's probably going to end up doing this. If she's if she's that crazy, which she is, we all know they're out there. She's going to be one of these people. Have you ever heard of the after-school Satan clubs? Yep. Yeah, they're out there. So when she's talking about creating new classes and literacy classes, creating new programs for children, that's what I'm going to do because I was forced out because I had my feelings hurt because somebody said I couldn't teach three-year-olds to have oral sex. They're going to, they're going to, oh, you hadn't heard about the after school Satan club. I can hear people right now. What are you talking about after school Satan clubs? Man, they're all over the place. And there's a new one now in Golden Hills Elementary School in Kern County's called the after school Satan club. That's exactly what it's called. And they're drawing community outrage. No, they're drawing community outrage in five years from now. We won't think about it. Yeah, you know, it won't be outrage. It'll be completely accepted. What outrage is today with these people is six, seven years down the road Except. accepting, funding, and agreeing with because people like us won't stand up and say anything. you got to start now. Barney Fife, we're all familiar with him. Andy Andy Griffith's sidekick. Nip it in the bud. That's you right. got to nip it in the bud. And when you how you nip it in the bud is you do it right now. But if it takes people making fun of you, I'm not going to go get a therapist if somebody makes fun of me. I get made fun of all the time. Like this lady did, and she probably she's probably gonna get some sort of um, a book deal. A book, there you go. <laughs> probably get a nice book deal, maybe some Netflix shows. You'll yeah. be a producer. Right. Yeah, right, right. But nobody's gonna give us a book deal in a Netflix show. But yeah, and in five years from now, the, yeah, for years the Satanic Temple, a group of Washington Post at the Washington Post uh, mentioned as non-theistic religious organization, a non-theistic religious. Uh, Redefining words. Right, so Non-theistic religious... Or, I mean, the first two words... I, 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 this makes my eyes bleed. It's so hard, but we have to tell people... Well, see, your logic is trying to figure it out. There's no figuring <laughs> to it. Because religion implies a deity. Theistic reminds... But an atheistic religion... Those two words don't go together. Yeah, it's an oxymoron if I've ever heard one. Yes. In an organization... A non-theistic religious organization. Whoever wrote that should, if they have a degree, should be taken away. If they got to sixth grade, they should have graduated from eighth grade. You went through the little graduation. If you wrote a sentence called "non-theistic religious organization" in eighth grade, or now when you're in your thirties, you should go back and have to go back to sixth grade. your grammar. My sixth grader could figure out that non-theistic religious organization. Doesn't work. Yes. No, you should get an F. Right. I got an F because I said no. I didn't get an F. I just got points taken off my paper. Now, if I was if I was in in college and I wrote non-theistic religious organization, they should take me back to at least high school. It gets better. Non-theistic religious organization advocating for secularism and scientific rationalism. Okay. It's not rational to be oxymoronic in your words, non-theistic religious organization. Scientific for secularism. This is how they confuse kids, David. Yes. They come across as these, these, these high IQ Mensa people 
and confused kids that are just looking for something. Their school's full of mush, like Rush Limbaugh used to call them. They are. They are, but they're they're impressionable. They're learning. They're they're sponges. They soak up things. Yes. And and that's what that's why God gave us children, and He gave us brains to teach the children to go up. But that's a theistic standpoint. That's theistic. And I'm not saying it's not theistic because of us, but that's a non-theistic standpoint. I said God in one sentence, but and I said God gave us children, but I didn't mean that in a religious way. Well, that's kind of weird. That would not be weird. Yes, but I can do that now. You also, they also, <laughs> if you think about the the whole idea behind religion and secular, those are extreme opposites. The the, the whole sentence doesn't make sense because sense. the left doesn't make sense. Right. Nothing they do makes sense. They are nonsensical. Absolutely nothing these people do makes sense. We can solve crime by getting rid of police. We can solve crime with no bail. None of this shit makes sense. Absolutely none of this, as is, is General Schwarzkopf called it, I had never heard this before. I was in eighth grade when, this, when, when General Schwarzkopf was commanding the war in Iraq. Bovine feces. That's exactly what these people are. <laughs> yes. I had never heard that term. I had to look it up. I didn't have the internet. I was like, hey, what's bovine feces? Well, what's bovine? I learned what bovine. What's feces? Okay, you know what that is. Like, oh, so you're talking about bullshit, aren't you? Right. And that's what they are. They're complete. That's that's what this is. That whole sentence right there is complete bovine feces. Non-theistic religious organization advocating for secularism and scientific rationalism. Scientific rationalism. Okay, all right. And, uh, they, and they've been launching these schools. They do it, and they're targeting places where they they follow. This is where it gets worse. They're following evangelical Christian groups. So if you want to set up future farmers for America, that's 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 a, a predominantly Christian, or um, there's yeah there's an there's an athletic group that's that's spread across the country that's the Christian athletes, and they get together and they want to pray, and everybody's assaulting them. They're following them. Wherever they set up, these people follow them. They go and say, well, if there's a Christian group, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, that's what it is. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, every time they set up, it's not a chapter. It's not like a a fraternity or a sorority. It's not a chapter. It's just a little group. And they get to meet every now and then. Wherever they go, they set up up their their after-school Satan clubs. And they are attacking specifically a group called the Good News Club. Wherever the Good News Club sets up and has their own meetings in school, after school. The Good News Club is the gospel. That's what the gospel means. You know that. I'm talking to them. So wherever these these good kids go and set up a Good News Club, these folks come after them and set up an after-school Satan club. Don't believe me. Don't trust me. Look this up for yourself. Golden Hills Elementary School. Now, where's Golden Hills? It's in Tehachapi, California. Tehachapi, California. Golden Hills Elementary School. It's an elementary school where they're setting up after-school Satan clubs. I think the last one I read about was in Illinois, actually. But I could be... Well, they're setting them up everywhere. Right. And the next one you're going to learn about is going to be in your neighborhood. It'll be right down the street. It'll be in Collierville. Unless somebody says no. Somebody says, not here. Again, I was uh, talking with my dad yesterday, and he was pointing out another uh, issue where someone was unable to defend themselves. And my argument is, you know, well, if everybody had a way of defending themselves, or a lot of the times, people might think twice about what they may may not want to do. What might actually happen is 
the idiots, let's just say there's a program where everybody in the United States received a handgun in the mail tomorrow. What you're going to have is a mass die-off of a bunch of idiots. First off, the round of idiots are going to be the, the people that have no idea of how to use a handgun. They're going to kill themselves. Second round is going to be people that go out and kill each other because they're just idiots. Third round is that a bunch of people are going to live in safety. You know why? Because they know if they pull a gun, they're going to get shot. And so the more people that have a way to defend themselves, you're going to limit the idiot factor of people pulling out a weapon to think that they can take advantage of someone else. It's like the whole, you take the labels off, of, take all the warning labels off, and let's get rid of the idiots and live peacefully. Right. No doubt. When we have lawsuits because somebody gets burned from coffee, you know, that's a you're already on the downhill side. Right. Macaroni and cheese was not cooked in the three minute cook time that was stated on the box. And the what? lady is suing Kraft. And it may not be Kraft. She's suing the manufacturer. Right. The macaroni wasn't cooked. That's a particular box she of macaroni. Had, she could have had a, a crappy box of macaroni. Right. She could have had a piece of crab microwave. I don't know how she was cooking. <laughs> I didn't read the article. I read the headline and I thought, again, more stupid people taking up space yeah. Yeah. in the world and in headlines. And, and they are stupid. But in the broader sense, they, uh, they're they ungrateful. Right. Which we were talking about off the air uh, I, it doesn't surprise me at all. I'm, I'm shaking my head. I shouldn't be. I should just be agreeing with you out of hat. And damn right. That should I mean, say, that should have happened 10 years ago. Somebody should have said, this, this, that story should have happened 10 years ago. And it probably did, but it failed. But now some judge let it go. And they're like, hey, we're going to let this lawsuit go forward. I got to look that up. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm laughing because it's if you don't laugh at the left, you're, you're going to cry. Right. You, you know, it's like that's it, ridiculous. Minor attracted persons, going back to the library thing, in schools and indoctrination of children. We had on tape that the school teacher that somebody stood up in class and said, "What are you talking about? Maps?" She said, "They are maps. Why are you? You can't you can't discriminate against somebody just because they want to have sex with a five year old." And the, the young man who recorded it and gave it to his dad or whoever gave it to him and got it into the media, the lady got fired. Thank God for some sort of sense of rationality. Why do we have to even use words like that when you're talking about children in school? And she said, oh, yeah, but we don't, we, you don't discriminate against people that just because they want to have sex with five-year-olds. We used to talk about a free society. Our parents talked about a free society. Past presidents talked about a free society. It was, it was a weird program. We're not going there. But now it's all about free sex. And not the free sex that we talked about or folks talked about in 1969 because I wasn't born. Right. That free sex was like love, not war. Let's go listen to some bands and do some things our parents didn't do. The free sex now the, of the 1969, the free sex of 1969 in 2022 is we need to lower, use the man boy NAMBLA, yeah. National American Man Boy Love Association. And that's a thing. We, it is all. Oh, it is. It is a real thing. And and they're gaining ground. Mm-hmm. When I first heard of that group, I would think that it would. It just can't be around much longer. They're either somebody's going to sneak up behind them and, and knock them out and be like, <laughs> right. "You got to go away," or just society won't accept them. But that's how liberals work. It's incrementalism. They get a little bit by little bit by little bit by little no, bit, and all of a sudden it grows to this big ass march. To where that you have now this crap that we have in elementary schools. Right. There's very few liberal agendas that are of a very short time frame. 
they're all very long game plans. All other plans are very long game because if they can incrementally bring the level of what is accepted down and down and down. They define deviancy down. Yes, and then they then it becomes normal. So as deviancy becomes normal, they they don't care if it takes 10 years or 100 years. And then what happens, then how do you get to deviancy? If you define that down, while you're defining that down, think about it. Now that you're defining in 69, a married couple. Then in 69, the sexual revolution. Now that's normal. And then now, in 2022, they are trying to normalize any kind of sex whatsoever. Well, well, hold the question. Here's the question. I'm going to let you answer. I'm not going to answer the question. I I don't know if you're going to remember this. What in the hell? I mean, I'm going to let you answer. What is unacceptable now that they can normalize in the next 20 years if they're doing what they're doing with our children now? Well, that's... If you have drag queen hour at the library... Go ahead. I no, didn't that, mean to that, No, you're fine. And that's the point of the, the point you're making, and I'll just reiterate it, is if you define deviancy as normal today, they have to come up with a new deviant so what tomorrow. Is it? What the hell is it going to be? Well, the <laughs> human mind is quite capable of coming up with something. Culturally, I called this, dude. I called this in college. I, I absolutely did. This is our radio show. And if you don't like it, anybody listen, then that's your problem. I had, I got to remember this real fast. There were four questions asked to every girl I dated in college. And I asked, no, of a lot of girls that I didn't date in college. Okay. <clears throat> but every girl that I would have dated, I asked four questions. Which way is north? What is your major? Who'd you vote for in the last election? And should homosexuals be able to adopt children? Okay. This was, I graduated in 221. So right after 9-11. And the, uh, you'd be surprised, by the way, how many people, how many girls pointed north. I'm sure there's a lot of dudes. I mean, pointed upwards when I asked which way north was. Yeah, and it, the only way, you, yeah, Al Gore would fail because that was the previous election. You're, the only way you could fail the question in my brain was which, what your uh, major was, was fine arts. But I'll rethink that now. I'm older. Okay. And, or journalism. My bad. Fine arts and journalism. Okay. Yes, those are the two. And then uh, if you said that you thought homosexuals should be able to adopt children, then there's absolutely no way I'm spending my money on you because we're not going to get anywhere. Right. We'd meet at a bar and you're like, hey, what's up? And not ask questions. So we go from there to now, what do you have to do? Where would these questions be now? Should, uh, should the adopted twin boys by the homosexual parents be able to uh, teach their three-year-olds oral sex? Is that okay? I mean, is that where that's where we are? No, that is where we are. I'm not asking. I'm not. Asking, I'm asking the audience. Yes. I'm not asking the audience. I'm, and I'm telling it. I'm telling you, that's where we are. Now the question is: Not only should homosexuals be able to adopt children, now it's should the homosexual couple that adopted the two twin boys be able to teach them more sex at three years old, take pictures of them, put it on the internet? Right. Now what? Where are we going from there? Where? Where? What next? This is a statement you made, and I can't recall how many years ago it was. And when you made it, I at first thought you were crazy. But then second, I thought you might be right. And if it was five years, if it was ten years, I can't recall. But you said, yeah, in our day and time, we're going to see people marrying their pets. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I did use to, yeah, I and, said that. And I, yeah, and I thought man. to myself just the other day, damn, Brad is probably going to see that sooner than he wants to. It's probably... Oh, I, I, it's there. 
No, it's happened. That's well, why I don't say that's it anymore. Why I don't. Marriage. Yeah, that's right. I did. Well, yeah. Once that happened, once marriage was redefined and codified by the Supreme Court, I think that may have been the tipping point for the left to attack everything that is, I'm going to call normal, and to allow them to go into an episode of abnormality and attack with with a fervor. Now that we've redefined marriage, we've redefined everything that has anything to do with a biblical basis of in which America was was designed. They they got that. They codified. Now they want to codify a row. They codified the redefinition of a marriage. And and I think that was the point that historians will look back, secular, non-secular, and say, that was the turn. You, we thought 69, the, the Summer of Love and Woodstock, was a cultural tipping point. When that decision was handed down by the Supreme Court that said men could marry men, there is nothing... Then then you can marry your goose. Exactly. The dude, the guy, the, the guy that stole the... the uh, in the energy department... The, Eighth in command of our nuclear waste disposal. He said, People think I'm weird because I think it's okay to have sex with animals. He's and this guy's in, and he's in the top tier of the United States government overseeing a- our nuclear waste disposal. And he says, People think he's weird and he can't figure out why because he wants to have sex with animals. He said that. And he said he's open. He, quote, I was welcomed with open arms by the Biden administration and the Secretary of Energy. Okay? This dude's walking around, can't figure out how to dress, stealing other people's clothes, stealing their crap. He's in charge of our nuclear waste disposal. China's sitting over there laughing their ass off at us. Iran's sitting over there laughing their ass off at us. Everybody in the whole world's laughing their ass off at us. This dude's stealing women's clothes, and he's in charge of our nuclear waste disposal because... And he complains... No, I don't. Not and he's not sorry for stealing this woman's clothes because he denied he did it. He knew it was proven he did, but he's like, oh, it was a mistake. But he's sad because people think it's weird that he wants to a dog. Yeah, that's uh, quite disgusting. It's sick, man. It's sick. I wouldn't be sitting here bitching about this and talking about it. I got other things to do. This is my country, man. I grew up in this country. I was raised in this country. I read the Federalist Papers. I know the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. And when you've got more, you've got an attack from the left who hates this country. They wake up every day with one thing on their mind. How can I be oppressed? How was I oppressed today? How was my mama oppressed yesterday? Why did I get here right now? Why aren't I there? Why is this person more successful than me? They have absolutely no gratitude for anything they have. They hate the country because they're leftist, because they're godless. Yes. And everything they go against, everybody in this country who is against them has some semblance of a theological background or to say a prayer at night and say the blessing when they eat dinner. You say that in front of a liberal, uh, you're the enemy. Automatically, you are the enemy. Don't bring God into this question. Mark my words. That's where it's going. I'm answering my own question. Where did it happen? How did it happen? That happened. Now that was reasonable. This was reasonable. That was reasonable. Now what's going to, you know what the next thing's going to be? If you say the blessing, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to call it. You say the blessing, you say grace, you bow your head and you, bow, and you put your hands together and you say a prayer at O Charles to your family, and 20 years from now, you'll get run out of town. 
Mark my words. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, just as sure as I was 20 years ago when I called what's happening now, and 20 years from now, they don't, no, no, they, they don't have to, it won't be illegal. They just won't serve you. Right. Like, We're not doing that. What are you doing? Are you praying? Who are you praying to? We don't, you're offending people. You're offending everybody else in this whole place. I'm not talking about a, a strip club. Right, come to the restaurant. There, somebody's going to be offended because they saw you say a prayer. And there's going to be an establishment that says, you're going to have to go if it hadn't happened already. Well, if you go back, what, last summer? I think it was last summer when um, Target had the uh, no longer was there boy and girl kid sections for clothing, was it? Yeah. Yeah. You still shop at Target? Yeah. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. And so... What do you do? That's difficult. What do you do? That's what I'm saying. And so until we <laughs> until we take a, a damage, and right. I'm not saying suffer a damage, until we have, we take a damage mm-hmm. by saying, wow, I can only get this at XYZ. Well, XYZ supports this and I don't. Then I can no longer buy this particular product. I'm not saying suffer a damage. Mm-hmm. I'm saying take it, meaning I'm willing to do without. Right. Or if, until you're willing to say no, because, and this is where a friend of mine and I were talking one time. I said, "Look, we can have all the debates you want in the world. We can have all the programs. We can have all of this. The quickest way to affect change is where you spend your money. If you stop spending your money with corporations that are doing things you don't agree with, and there's more people like you that stop spending their money with corporations they don't agree with, guess what?" Either the corporation will go out of business or the corporation will change their mind. And it's not saying that the corporation has a mind, but the corporation will change their mentality of what they are doing to the point where they say, we want the money. And if these conservative-minded individuals won't spend their money with us, then let's do something to where we get their money. Now, they could lie. They could pretend like they're on our team. They could pretend like they're on our side, whatever. The point is, where you spend your money is the quickest way to affect change. You like eating garbage? Well, the majority of the grocery store is garbage unless you shop at the health food section. <laughs> you know, it's just real simple. So if you if you don't mind being sick later in life, continue to ingest garbage and deal with the consequences later. Or spend your money now wisely on things you know to be beneficial and healthy for you. Put it like this. There was an ad ran, and I an ad... And it showed this girl thinking, so it was a cartoon, and it showed her thinking, kind of looking up into the air, uh, into the air, and there was a balloon popped up, and it said, what can I do? And it said something about drink more water. And this circle with a, a red circle with a line through it came across the glass of water, and it disappeared. Then an image popped into her mind of eat more fruits and vegetables, and then a red circle with a line came through it. Again, what they were promoting in the in the extreme of it all was vaccines because a needle popped up and it showed her go, ah, that's what I need to do to stay healthy. Go get the death jab. Is what they, there was so much backlash, they pulled that ad. Yeah, I, the only way you can see it now is for somebody saved it for posterity's sake. So, so they pulled it because people said, no, this is wrong. Eating fruits and vegetables is good for you. Drinking plenty of water is good. Oh, the other one was exercise. It showed a person out running and doing jogging or whatever. Big circle with a line came through it because they were promoting the vaccine, which isn't even a vaccine by definitions. And again, change the definition to where it fits your agenda. That's the liberal approach. That's just like 
they they come out now they they're wanting an, a COVID pardon. Some people on the left have realized their mistake. Most have not, but I think they all know the mistakes insofar as the jab goes. And they're asking for a COVID pardon for all the politicians and everybody and Dr. Fauci that said uh, you should have gotten all this and we should have shut down things. We're sorry. We're sorry. We need a pardon. It, 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 but what you don't have there is what you were talking about where you can. So where is shop? Can I not shop at Target? Can I not shop at Walmart? Can I not do this? Can I not shop there? Can I not buy there? Can I not eat there? Yeah, you can. But the difference between conservatives and the left, because they aren't liberal in the classical sense. They're the left. These people are leftists. They are socialists. Avowed. They love it. They absolutely stamp that crap. They, they carry the signs. Communists. These, these folks hate our way of life. They hate the Constitution. Think it needs to be redrawn. We have Congress members, plenty of them, that think the whole thing ought to be thrown away and now you're done. Yep. The difference between conservative and a leftist, and I'm not going to call them liberals anymore. They are not liberals. They are leftists. Classic liberalism is dead. We can just say we're not going to go shop there, but we're not going to sue them and try to destroy them. We're not going to try to sue Target, try to destroy them and make the hold signs and like you can't go there. What happened to Hobby Lobby? We got Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A. It's about the only two people, that, the only two organizations, two corporations that I, I can think of mm -hmm. that have taken a stand against the left. One interesting thing is they prosper. Yeah. They do. No doubt. Yep. Chick-fil-A takes 52 days off a year. So they're a month and a quarter behind every other fast food restaurant. Have you ever seen a line going up and down the street for McDonald's? Nope. No. Little Caesars? Nope. Subway? Nope. No. Are you seeing every line going around the block for Chick-fil-A? Two lines, actually. There you go. <laughs> Hobby Lobby takes 52 days off a year. They're prosperous. Yep. They're doing well. Right. They've had to fight the court system. They've had to fight the left. The difference is between the left and conservatism or the right, libertarians, whatever you want to call it, is that we don't try to shut down speech. We encourage speech. The left comes after us. It, it, we've got to learn this. This is one thing my dad, who I, I don't even want, I'll say it, uh, Rush Limbaugh taught me how to think. That's just what's up. You've got to look forward and you've got to see what these folks are doing, what's coming down the pike. And I'm going to tell you, the left doesn't like free speech. We like free speech. We encourage it. We don't try to shut people down because there's an underlying appreciation and adoration, if you will, of the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist Papers, our founding, which they wake up again every morning hating. They despise this country. I remember telling a really good family, a, a close family member of mine, they hate us. They hate this country. The left hates this country. Brad, they don't hate this country. What are you talking about? Why do, what, what do you mean they hate this country? Look around you. And now that, that same family member, Brad, they hate this country. They hate America. They don't. They, you look around. The American flag offends them. They get triggered. Read the papers. They get triggered by seeing a flag on the back of somebody's truck. I'm triggered 
Hey, hey, guy had an American flag. Shut him down. He can't do that. I'm, I'm triggered. I got to go to my safe space. Whereas a conservative or whatever, somebody on the right that's not a leftist, I, I don't care. You can have a commie flag on your truck. Now I'm your ideological enemy. But if you want to, if you want to say it, say it. I guarantee you I'm not triggered. Triggered meaning to to shy away from you, to be offended, to be scared, to be dismayed, to right. to, to be in a state of uh, bewilderment and un- misunderstanding that somebody put something that I didn't like. Right. How old are you? Right. No doubt. Man, I tell you what. You know when I first learned that and figured out? I was beyond the curve on this one, too. I swear on my life, I was. I was the first person ever to think and talked about my friends with it and it took six or seven years before i heard it on popular radio broadcast or on television the coexist bumper sticker yeah man when i first saw that coexist bumper sticker i was like stay i told my daughter stay away from those people they they don't they will accept anything they will accept anything that comes across their way that makes them happy and if it makes you happy they will allow it anything the big thing that we've been talking about today is you thought there was a sexual revolution in 69 this revolution doesn't have to do with adults this is going back i'm telling i'm telling you as sure as hell as i'm sitting here those coexist stickers are meant are, are put on if you see somebody with a coexist bumper sticker on them they're not for peace they're not saying hey can we get along that's not they're anti-christian and therefore defining deviancy down mm-hmm. whatever makes you happy do it there are no absolutes. There are no. There is no truth. And when you live your life as an American, when you believe that there are no absolutes, if you believe there is no truth, your truth is yours. How many times do we hear that? Your truth. Live your truth. You can't live your truth. That's an oxymoron. The truth is. Truth means something. It's. It's there. Right. And these people think truth is your truth because they say it. They. I didn't make that up. They say your truth. Live your truth. Okay. Well. My truth is, I'm a white boy, and uh, I like girls. They'll say, well, that that white girl over there, her truth is, uh, she's a black man. And now they come up with, they. A person can be, the truth is, there's one person. And now they come up and say, but that person is they. It's more than one person. It's their pronouns. Mm. We want to be, what's your pronouns? They. Okay. As a matter of fact, that guy in the energy department, who's like eighth in charge, again, of nuclear waste disposal, who can't figure out what the hell he is and steals girls' baggages and takes them and steals them and pulls them clothes out and wears them and all this other crap. The press, that's a whole other subject. (laughs) They're calling it him, that guy, they, because he wants to be called they. On November 29th, 2022, if that doesn't define where we're going... What else will? Wait till they, he, it, whatever the hell it is, that person, it's a dude. He's got a penis. Goes to court. Is the judge, There will. this will happen. There will be a court case where somebody goes to court and confuses the dog shit out of the jury because that person wants to be called they. And so the prosecution and the defense ordered by the judge is going to have to call that person they. And the jury's going to hear they, 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 they. Just because you vote and you're on a jury doesn't mean you're the smartest, the brightest bulb in the box. I've been on a jury. Trust me. Yeah. You're going to confuse somebody on that jury. They're going to be like, well, who's... Th-? They kept saying they did it. They did it. But I only see one person there. You could explain it to them, but the jury's going to be like, but, but they said they. They kept saying they. They did it. They did it. But then they're talking about other people on the other side, or in a different part of the case, which are plural. 
And, said, and they said this. Where does this stop? That's a question I don't know the answer to. Where the hell does this stop? You've got a guy who's eighth in charge of nuclear waste disposal in the Energy Department of the United States of America, who wants to be called they, steals people's luggage at the airport, and is accepted by the President of the United States and the Energy Department Secretary with open arms by his own admission, now is going to be called they, and will demand that in court, that he is called they. It's not, nothing can shock me anymore. There's nothing. Nothing can shock me anymore. And you're going to watch. You watch this leftist come, watch them come out for, on his, for his defense. They will be, they will and excoriate people like me and you who, who are normal. Yeah, we're normal. Absolutely. You want to come after me? Come after me. We're normal. This guy ain't normal. They used to lock people up in mental institutions. We got a place down here in Bolivar. They used to lock these people up. If you want to be called they and you don't know what gender you are, but you got a penis, you need to be off the streets, not eighth in charge of nuclear waste disposal in the United States of America. Where the hell is this in, David? I don't know. That's a question I don't have the answer to. I mean, I can tell you where eventually it's going to end, but I just don't know how far. I know where it's going to end. It's going to be free for all, do whatever you want to, and, and it's going to end up, it's going to end up, we're already seeing it. And 40 years from now, mark my words, it's going to be hard to pull up into a Christian church. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're a Bible-believing, gospel-believing, preaching, understanding, proselytizing Christian, and 40 years from now, it's going to be hard to get a job. It's going to be hard to do anything. Right. And, you, and, and it's going to be hard to go to church. There's going to be sitting there people taking your license plates numbers. Mark my words. Well, they were already doing that. I, I know. But, and it's going to be exponentially worse. Right. But not for people like me and you who are listening to this podcast right now, standing up and trying to stop it. It may be in vain 60 years from now. But we do have a charge. We've got a charge from our founding fathers. When I say a charge, I'm looking at a book over there by George W. Bush who had a, a, a painting of a, a man on a horse climbing a mountain. And it, it, he had it in the Oval Office. And it was called a charge to keep. He had to keep going, had to keep going, had to keep going. And George Bush loved that painting. We have a charge to keep. Our charge was given to us by our founding fathers. Preceding that, it was given to us before we were even born, knowing that we were going to be born by God to keep this country and to keep freedom. It's like Reagan said, if freedom's gone in America, it's gone all over the world. There is no place to escape to. If we give up, then what are we going to tell our children? Even if we think some days we wake up and it's hard, we don't look at, we don't wake up and say, hey, we're oppressed. What? Who hurt me today? Who oppressed me 500 years ago? But if we wake up not feeling like, you know, the best thing on earth, we still have to at least keep the charge that we were given to by God through our founding fathers that gave us the greatest invention in human history, which is not just America, the Constitution right. of the United States of America. It's absolutely the greatest invention. I believe that to my core. Right. I, I would die for it. Unfortunately, what we've been talking about tonight is that 44, 45, 46% of the people that are in this country right now that think that statement that I just made should institutionalize me. Right. Not, not, the, not the librarian who, who's putting gay books in third grade graders' hands. Right. Heather has two mommies. I'm the one that should be institutionalized. It, it, that is the travesty. 
That is the thing that dis- disheartens me. That's the thing that makes me sad. But at the same time, when it does that, you've got to redouble your effort, reread the Constitution, read the Federalist Papers, read about the Founding Fathers, teach your children, and save this country for as long as it can be saved because we have an obligation to do that. We have an, It is an obligation. It's not something that we wake up and, and just I, I want to do. We have a lot of obligations. you got an obligation to feed your family. i got an obligation to feed my family. And I believe that I've got an obligation to God to protect the greatest invention that that he gave this planet that he created on a daily basis and never give up. Do not falter. Do not fail. They don't understand it. You look around and you think you're in a damn twilight zone. You look around and you're like, these people are saying this. And you're like, they're not saying this. How do they believe this? Without getting into a religious conversation. But it has to. They're godless. They're godless and they're not even acting on their own. These people, I don't believe they're in control of their faculties. I believe that they have gone so far down the rabbit hole of their own sickness. The thing is, there's only about 1 or 2% of these people that are doing this. But they're the vocal minority, and then they what they do is they go to schools. It used to be in the universities, and they went to high schools, and they went to middle schools. Now they're in the elementary schools. Right. It used to be the universities we had to worry about. You know, you send your kid off to school in 1970, be like, well, look, you're going to have some liberal professors, but just remember what daddy taught you. Mama's here. Don't forget about grandma reading the Bible to you every day. Right. And now you didn't go to the high schools. And then you can't pray. Thank God we won the Supreme Court decision on that. Poor high school coach wants to go out there and pray on the field after the game over there. They tried to sue him. No, no, they did sue him. They tried to kick him out. He had to quit his job because the guy wanted to go in the field and pray. Now, you want to go out on a field and show child porn to the same high school kids after the game. Everybody's, well, what's wrong with that? That's that's what he wants to do. These people are ass backwards. What's up is down. Right is left. I've never really heard anyone mention the they pronoun argument before like you just did. And you weren't for it. You just presented it. And to where I understood someone actually claiming to want to have that pronoun as to be used when addressing them. The only thing, <laughs> the only Mark chapter 5, verse 9. I don't know what that is. I mean, I know it's a Bible verse. But right, right, right. But it's when Jesus says, what is your name? And he says, we are men legion. That's the problem with the fella who's eighth in command of disposing nuclear wastes, as you put it. <laughs> He's infested almost. If you think about it, he he may have been um, partaking of too much of his own job disposal uh, material. <laughs> Something, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about the day thing. That's just ridiculous. Um, and it's one thing to do it in a society when you have you have societal crap movements all the time. People do weird crap. I mean, this is a governmental issue. In society, there's always been weird folks. Oh, through human history, it takes a cursory glance of of a, a world history book to understand there's always been some weird folks. Right. Always been some weird folks. But you know one thing? The weirdest of the weird of the weirdest of the weird were ostracized. Yes. They were. They were put out. They were known as the weird people and ostracized. Now, they're not only ostracized, but the people that are the normal people are being ostracized for saying those people should be ostracized. And not only that, they're being put in positions of government. We've got the 
There's an admiral in the Navy who's transsexual. And I don't mind sitting here telling you right now that I don't think a mentally challenged individual should be an admiral. And you know what? Not even the Navy. I forget the person's name. They are under the Department of Navy. They didn't hold any positions. And Joe Biden gave them the title. Generals and admirals have to be... That has to be done by the President of the United States of America. Joe Biden said, okay, we've got a transsexual uh, over here, and uh, we're going to make that person an admiral. And they're there. As an example of institutionalizing, and not in the, the way that we would think of institutionalizing as far as being institutionalized, but institutionalizing in, in the form of reason and, and acceptability, Rachel Levine, openly transgender health official, this dude who thinks it's a girl in every article and everything now that's only acceptable has to call this person a, a woman, but I'm not. So I'm going to, anytime it says a he I, I mean, or she, I'm going to say he, is the highest ranking, well, the sixth four-star admiral in the history of the health court. So there's six four-star admirals in the history of the health court. So if you had to be an, you think if you're an admiral... I mean, that's that's the highest rank in the Navy, period. Absolutely. You know, you, 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 a lot of people spend their careers in the Navy. They don't make, nobody's, I mean, there's like, I think there's a cap at like 48 admirals in the Navy. I think there's like 54 generals in the Army. So this mentally challenged person who th- thinks he's a woman and dresses in skirts and wears makeup and all that stuff, has like fake boobs, gets hired by Joe Biden uh, that was a Pennsylvania. Uh, well, there's the problem, right? There. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And so you you blame us for that, right? Yeah, was sworn in as an admiral of the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps, six thousand person force that responds to health crises on behalf of the federal government. Levine, this person, is also the organization's first ever female four star admiral. This person had never served in the Navy in, in this person's life. It was the health secretary of Pennsylvania. Biden, it's almost taken away from the word commission because I don't want to say that because there's like, a, that com, if you're commissioned an admiral, I mean, that's a hell of a thing. Right. Biden took this person that thinks, is a dude, thinks it's a chick, commissions her as a four-star admiral. Could you say she cut in line? But, but not anymore. <laughs> But it's the same equivalent, just in a It in is. A scale. It used to be normal. I mean, that would be the thing to say. What the hell's wrong with you? All these people have been working their asses off to become an admiral, and and, and now now you're a, a God is an admiral. So what you're saying is, this person who wasn't even part of the Navy. All right, think about this. Let's say let's four say, star admiral. Okay, but let's just take you for example, normal Brad. You get a call one day saying, "Hey, we know you've never served in one day in the military." But we're gonna make you the general of the army. If I if I cut my painter off, painter off, and but this person didn't. It still has a painter. I think wore bra and padded it up, and wore lipstick and makeup, and and grew my hair out long, and put a skirt on, and put pantyhose, and wore high heels. Then I guess I could command the. Uh, I guess I could command the special forces, or maybe a whole entire uh, region. I wasn't even going down there. I was just saying, what if they called you tomorrow and said you're part of the army now? I'd be like, I can't do that. Exactly. (laughs) Do you know how many people you'd piss off? 
they would be under you all of a sudden. Mm. Because for one, you're not qualified. Two, you didn't work for it. But I wouldn't be culturally a cultural warrior because I'm normal. So, but if I was a culture warrior, maybe I said I was a that guy that's eighth in charge of uh, her nuclear waste disposal. He actually, going back to the education system, teaches classes at a university. I'm not lying. Look it up. Do not take my word for it. Kink 101. It's a it's a college class you get credits for. I'm assuming three credits because that's what most of them are. Maybe like two credits was like a weightlifting class. I took everyone. All the other ones were three. Where he wears his dress, this guy, eighth in charge of uh, our nuclear waste disposal, stands over three guys in his class at a university called the class of Kink 101 and makes them wear leather dog masks with leashes and calls it pup love. And this is who Joe Biden and the left has put eighth in charge of our nuclear waste disposal. I don't know how, what else you and I can tell the audience to get into their heads. We ain't playing anymore. Th- this is a battle. So, what college is this? I don't know the college. I'd have to look it up. I don't have the. I don't have the article. Yeah, he teaches classes at a college called Kink One Hundred One, and where he. I saw the picture, <laughs> and I just described it. I saw it. There he is. Or it is, or they are, whatever the hell he wants to be called. Right, right, right. And he's standing over three dudes, and they've got leather dog mask on, and they're on their paws, like on their on their, right. on their hands and knees, right, like right. little dogs. And he's teaching a class called Kink One Hundred One, and he calls it Pup Love. And then he gets upset because people don't understand why he wants to have sex with animals. That's his quote. I don't understand why people want to have. They just don't understand why I don't why I want to have sex with animals. I thought that was illegal, but we're gonna be—he's gonna be able to marry his real dog in life coming down the road. But right now, he's fantasizing about it while being eighth in charge of our nuclear waste disposal. I don't know what you do. I don't know where this is going. I don't know, how that, that, but this is what fires me up every day when I read this crap. You become desensitized to this kind of this bovine feces over a period of time. But you know what happens? At some point, this is the tragedy, the travesty, is that when we were kids, we had to be desensitized to this leftist, godless bull****. While now, our kids who are in the public education system are are, are being taught from children from ages of like two, three, four years old, this is normal. What the hell is it going to take... For them to have to become desensitized to when they get 35, 45, 55 years old. That's the problem. That's what pisses me off. That's what fires me up. I had to be desensitized to the fact that I hear this garbage. Now, my kids go to school and they're being taught it with my taxpayers' money. But if I say something against it, then the damn DOJ gets a, a, a letter from the National Education Association, union head, sends it to Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland gets the damn note and then sends it to the FBI. The FBI start attacking people that are standing up and saying, I don't want my kid jabbed at the school board meetings. And you're asking that. Look it up. How many people, Merrick? How many people did you question? I think Jim Jordan asked him. How many people did you question under this, this policy? Well, I didn't know about it. Hmm. Well, we want some answers. Well, we'll be able to uh, get submit questions, submit some questions. We'll get it to you after the hearing. Hey, you're not going to hear anything about that. Not as long as the leftists are in charge. 
You ain't hear a damn thing. They're going after our. They're going after parents who who think you can't get going to school board meetings, investigating them. The FB freaking I. And that's what's gonna happen. That's what happened. That's what. If you want to stand up, you're gonna be better. Will you better be willing to take it? You better be willing to take it because they're coming after you. They're coming after your kids. They're coming after you. They're coming after everything. Everything that made this country, the United States of America, they're coming after. They're coming after, and they're not shy about it. They used to do it under the radar. But as incrementalism has happened and progressed since the 70s, the late 60s, starting with Woodrow Wilson, which was further back, they get it piece by piece by piece. Now they're not taking piece by piece. They're taking chunk after chunk after chunk. And they're doing it now by by scaring the hell out of people that want to stand up against or having making an example out of one or two people to claim that this is for the greater good or we're looking out for everybody's best interest and that goes the whole UN treaty that's being pushed by the WHO it was signed back in July but there was a six-month waiting period which means November and if it gets uh, I don't know if it's ratified or what the United States won't have any say in what goes on in a so-called pandemic. Yeah, and that was defeated, thank God. And it was only because of folks that like you and me okay. came up and said something and brought it out to the fore. Yeah. Uh, that said, that, oh, and it, oh, if I remember correctly back then, they were saying, no, 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 that's not what it said. And about a week and a half of trying to spin that shit and, drawing, and, and backtracking crawfishing, as we call it, they said, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. But it would have happened. If nobody that's our up. point. If nobody would have said, you know, and that's why well, you and I do our thing. That's why we're doing this. But we have to, God, we have to pray for and lift up, fund people like Jay Sekulow, these these Ted Cruz, Ted's in government now, but these out-of-government folks that fight this crap. And they wake up every day with brains way bigger than ours. Their brains aren't bigger. They're just in a different spot. Right. You know, they're geniuses in what they do. But they couldn't sit down here and do what we do. They'd stumble over themselves. And, right. But we have to support these people because they literally are on the front lines. They, they, they're they the front line people. We're the guys. That's where the Lord put us. Put us here. And, he, and he's told us. And he's allowing us to do this tonight. <clears throat> Trust me. Oh, we had our upset at the beginning. Yeah, that's right. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're here. We're the little. We're the foot soldiers. We're the ones that go out and do this. They're the guy. They're the generals. They're gonna. Go, they're the ones that go out, and go to the Supreme Court, write all that stuff and the cool stuff. And and it, if the audience has never listened to a Supreme Court argument, go go to oyes.com or go to scotus.org and listen to some of these arguments. There, there are things that affect you every day. Some of them are mundane. Some of them are boring as crap. Like actually, there was one the other day. It was kind of fun. It was last year that I enjoyed. That was uh, about uh, Mississippi sued Memphis for the water. Yeah, for the water. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I'm sitting there listening to that, listening to the justices talk, and they're like, "Yeah, that's fun." But we are the foot soldiers. The people listening to us, they have influence. That's their sphere of influence. Everyone has a sphere of influence. Right. Our sphere of influence is where we we have it where we are you know jay and all those guys that are up there fighting on that level they have their sphere of influence and boy we better lift them up in prayer and the folks that are listening to us don't be scared to sit down with your, your family on thanksgiving and say something a christmas dinner don't be scared to sit down if somebody brings up something don't let 
if somebody does decide to bring up something political and you're like, I'm not trying to do this, but they do, don't be afraid to fight back with everything you have. Right. They started it on Christmas Day. Well, let me ask you this, because I know what you had talked to me about earlier, and we don't have to get into it, but the, the question I asked, because I do not have kids in Carnival Public School, but I do know a, I have a coworker. And his kid goes to a public school in Bartlett. And I mentioned to him some things going on. And he said he was not going to worry because he felt that the Bartlett school system had his back. And I said, well, I wouldn't be naive about it. I would at least check it out and make sure. Because if you if you blindly accept someone else having your back, then you are open to being taken advantage of. And I'm not saying you shouldn't trust people. What I'm saying is look for yourself, double check, make sure. Uh, I have no reason to go to a public school in Tennessee. I don't even live in Tennessee. point I'm making is go. If you do have kids in school, look, ask questions. Do they not have parent kid day at school anymore? I don't know. I homeschool my kids, so I, I don't have answers to these questions. But if they do have a parent kid day, go to school with your kids. Find out. Talk to your kids' teachers. Uh and I'll just share this carefully. There was a point when my oldest daughter was wanting to consider going to a public high school. And we had homeschooled her for a number of years. And then she and her sister actually went to a Montessori school, which if you've never heard about a Montessori school, look it up. They are amazing as far as actually kids learning how to learn. They're, they're amazing. Anyway, the school closed, and I, I was going to consider her going to a uh, school in our county. And I went to meet the teachers. My kids were not with me. I went by myself during the summer when I knew they were getting ready for the fall starting of school. Introduced myself. The teacher wasn't there, so I met the vice principal. And she basically said that, as great as it was that I came down there to introduce myself, find out if this was going to be a good fit for my daughters or not, she made it plain and clear to me that that school did not revolve around the children. It revolved around the teachers, and that was what that was the end of that conversation. I smiled, excused myself, and we never went back. That's exactly how Glenn Youngkin beat Terry McAuliffe, who was a part of the Clinton machine, in Virginia. Nobody thought that was going to happen. There was no way. He'd already served a four-year term. Glenn Youngkin comes up. He's a very successful businessman and challenges uh, Terry McAuliffe. Our listeners may know this. And in a debate, what changed the race? Which one question changed, won Glenn Youngkin that race. Somebody asked Terry McAuliffe about the what we were talking about earlier, about the DOJ coming in and, question, and, and investigating parents that went to the school board meetings. And Terry McAuliffe said almost verbatim, this parents don't have any business telling the teachers what's to teach. And Glenn Youngkin just totally took that and was like, what? It'll be taught in debate classes, government classes from now to until they erase it from history. And in one, by two points, unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. I think what we should do that we talked about earlier is... By the time we have our next podcast up, which should be next week, we will have at least a conversation with the powers that be where my 13-year-old daughter is in school, Lafayette County Middle School in Oxford, Mississippi. 
and we will do our level best to get a catalog of every book in the library. Go through it one by one. See what we find. Be interesting. It will be. I've tried. I've tried to. Uh, I've called him a couple times. I got pissed off a few times. God bless me. There was a no. There was a test that she took, and it was. It was like it was ten questions. And they were multiple choice. And it was just destroying America. It was like, the slaves came because of A, B, C, or D. Well, I told her, I was like, well, there needs to be an F. F needs to be because the black slave owners in Africa sold them to somebody that brought them over here. But that wasn't a choice. You didn't have that choice. I told her, I was like, just don't answer it. And if your teacher's got a problem with it, come at I don't know what you do about that. I did. I told her, but you can't tell a thirteen-year-old it's not super. I, I didn't get massively involved in this until I was fourteen. I did get massively involved when I was fourteen. I used to skip school and listen to Rush Limbaugh. But I was fourteen, so I'm giving her a year. Right. So I can't really beat her down for not being as crazy as I was when I was her age. But I was, I was still in tune at thirteen. But when I hit fourteen, that was when it was like, all right, it's on now. Because that's when I started. You know what? I disliked authority. But then I started learning a little bit. I was young. And you have to have authority. You can, I had a bumper sticker in the back of my car when I was 16. It said question authority. And you still see question authority. Absolutely. But you've got to learn that authority is there in place and within reason as long as they're not abusing that authority. Right. Um, so I, I'm giving her that. But, yeah, that, that test pissed me smooth the hell off. And uh, I did. I made a few phone calls. You know how hard it is to get anywhere making phone calls? Very. It is. Very try calling AT&T and ask anything. about your phone bill. And, and you're just like, you know, i got life to live. And I've made four phone calls. I finally got I got to the school board member, and I didn't get a call back. It takes a lot of diligence. But that's got to be your thing, that certain thing. I think we, we should uh, endeavor to get a catalog of every book that's in, in the Lafayette. It's Oxford, Old Miss. They got one elementary school, one middle school, and one high school. And, and they're all on the same campus. And that, that list could change on a weekly basis. Right. Because you know what? Yeah. I know libraries. And they could leave something off. Great. They could erase it and just be like, oh, that wasn't on. Well, Brett, I think it sounds great. What we're looking forward to for next week, I'm curious to see this list. I'm sure we're going to see some titles we recognize, plus many we don't, because you and I haven't been in school in a number of years. Question everything. And if your gut tells you so, something I learned just maybe two years ago. Your, your brain and your gut form about the same time when you're in your mother's womb. You have more neurons in your gut that are brain-like than you do in your brain. I didn't know that. And it, that's why Currently just, or in, in No, the, in, in humans, in general. No doubt. It's, you, that's why you have gut feelings. That's why you have gotcha. go with your gut, your second brain, all of that. Well, there was, a, there was a documentary I watched on it, and it was quite informative. It's a valid statement to say go with your gut because most of the time it doesn't have to sort through the merry-go-round of life to know what's right or wrong. It just knows. And so if your gut tells you one thing, I, I would I would be more apt to follow that 